Welcome to Passports and Postcards, where we discuss everything travel. From cultural inspirations to exciting destinations and everything in between. With your host, Randall McKeown. Welcome to Passports and Postcards. We have a special guest today, Nikki. D, it's D Girolamo. <laughs> I knew when I said, when you said, uh, if I said Geronimo, I said, no, he's going to say that now. <laughs> Stuck in my head, but at least we got your name out there. So we'll keep that in there. So uh, I just want to say that you're the founder of Abruzzo Borgo. And then since 2004, you've also founded five very successful real estate companies in Italy and the U.S. And you have a love for Italy. And since 2009, you've decided you wanted to do more. Welcome to the show, Nikki. Hi, thank you. And I do apologize for the uh, mess up of your name. Um, I tried not to. That's why I asked the guest in advance, but... I got that it stuck in my head. So when I went to say your last name, I apologize sincerely. No problem. No problem. I've had worse. I <laughs> when I go to the when I go to the doctors, I always know that it's my time because they everybody else's name comes out really quickly. And mm. then there's a sort of a space and then there's a d- 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 <laughs> <laughs> and I get up. So it's me. Yeah. Well, I know, I know. With my name, uh, people sometimes like the K E O people will McCowan or whatever, and I try to tell them it's McEwen, and they go, "Where's the Q? Where's the Q?" But it is a little different. Uh, it's originating from Ireland, and it used to be E O U G H I N. I guess they changed it over the years. So here I am with that name. So. We are we are blessed with our last names, and our parents give us our first names. So good, good for them for choosing those names. So I want to welcome you to the show, and this is a travel podcast. And I, I know you have been traveling a bit in your life, but we'll start off just to let our listeners know a little bit about yourself and what you're currently doing. Fabulous. Okay. Well, I was born in England and um, I moved to Italy when I met my husband and that was 30 years ago. So I've been in Italy for 30 years. Uh, I've set up one of the biggest real estate agencies in central Italy. Um, I've also done uh, property investing and selling to uh, Italian investors in the US. And I am currently building a eco-touristic village in the heart of Italy. So that's my project at the moment. And it's a project all about helping people as well. So it's a really exciting one. And I'm absolutely enjoying it every moment. My understanding is that you have or you found co-founder or founder of Spiritual Waking Circle. Can you tell us a bit about that? And it seems I just heard a little bit of passion in your voice when you started saying you're on this new initiative. So you can give us a little bit of information on that. Yeah, well, Spiritual Awakening Circle um, is all about, obviously, spirituality. Um, About three years ago, I had what's called a Satori Awakening, which means that um, one day I knew nothing about uh, spirituality, didn't know what a chakra was. If somebody had asked me what spirituality, I would say maybe something to do with nature, and that's about it. Um, And then I had this sort of uh, major awakening where um, I went to what I thought was a um, a management conference, but actually turned out to be a sort of a management spiritual conference. And uh, on the Saturday night, we did this thing called the the Blocks Game uh, by Buckminster Fuller. 
And basically, it can blow you awake, <laughs> which is what happened to me. So I found myself sort of flying around the top of the room and all sorts of things, all these sort of spiritual things. And thinking, oh, well, what's happened here? Sort of thing. So uh, that was the beginning of my spiritual journey. Um, my spiritual journey also included um, various, well, all sorts of different experiences. But one of them was that um, I needed to uh, start this group. So I was told by some of my spirit guides, I actually had a, a big pot of water th that I threw over myself when I wasn't actually <laughs> um, listening and you know, couldn't be bothered to do it at the time. And then so I walked back into the house and I um, set up the spiritual awakening uh, circle. And then Monica came on board and we've actually now got uh, 5,000 people uh, in the group, which is really oh, cool. That's a large group there. That sort of ties into the Abruzzo Borgo, I believe. Yeah. Yes, the Abruzzo Borgo is is the Abruzzo is the actual um it's like Florida. It's a it's a state in uh, yeah. in, in Italy. Uh, Borgo means the uh, group of characteristic houses. So it's all about um, this beautiful place. Now, what's spiritual about it is the fact that it's actually overlooked by the Church of the Mother Mary. And this a church is a very special church because um, the shepherd um, in, was in the fields in the 11th century and the Mother Mary appeared. And, um, and she said she wanted his, the, the church built there. So this is in the middle of nowhere. So this beautiful church. And uh, the Mother Mary was also seen a mile away from that um, in the 16th century by the whole of the village of Pietronica. So it's quite, it's a very sort of spiritual area. You, you said you were originally from UK and you're now mm -hmm. been living in Italy for 30, 30 years. Yeah. Have you done any other traveling outside of Italy and UK? <laughs> well, I would say maybe uh, I did one of those. Um, I did one of those. Uh, tra you know those travel things where you click everywhere you've been. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I I I've been uh, to more places than ninety four percent of the population. Wow. So I've been pretty much uh, everywhere. I've been to South America. I've been to Africa. I've been to Asia. I've been just come back from uh, just before the lockdown. I actually just come back from India. So, um, yes, I, I love traveling. I've been traveling all my life. My first trip was actually when I was, I think, six months old and I went to China and Japan because um, my, my father was captain of a ship and he could actually have his family with him uh, when we went around. So uh, it started then and I was around with the Americas uh, with him and, um, and then it never really stopped. That is one way to see the world is uh, having a father as a captain of a ship. And yes. uh, how long? How long was he captain of a ship? Was that his well, career? since I, I mean, obviously he, he's dead now. Um, but um, obviously, since I was born, he was captain of a ship. He's one of the youngest uh, captains in the merchant navy, um, and then he went to cargo ships after the war. So he was actually bombed during the war. He actually had a book uh, written about the hospital ship he was bombed on. So it's quite interesting. Can you remember your first solo trip without your family? Yes, it was 12 years old. My 
a friend and I, we were at boarding school and my friend and I um, were going back to her parents. So she and I, at 12 years old, went down from York to London and then took a flight. And it was at the time when Heathrow, you had to sort of book in. Uh, in one place and then you will be shipped out to the um to the airport um and you know you can imagine what two 12 year old girls got into we we got uh, you know one of those taxi cabs that pay you know we had to pay through the nose and all this sort of stuff i mean we were you know ripe pickings so um yeah whoa is there any journey that actually you know all of them are important to you, but is there one that sticks in your mind? And can you tell us why it sticks in your mind? I mean, one of the most beautiful places I love, and it's I don't usually like going back to places because um, obviously I want to see as much of the world as possible. But one of the places I will always go back to is Santorini. Um, that's for me is uh, where the volcano comes out of the um, out of the sea, and uh, I remember. And you could go and sit on the on the little balconies and things, and you overlook the sea, and you see this beautiful sunset over this uh, fabulous volcano. I mean, uh, for me, that is is one of the most uh, beautiful and characteristic places. You know, I think uh, Bangkok as well was really really interesting with all the temples and things like that. And obviously, India, I loved India. Um, and uh, there was all sorts of really, really interesting places there. So, uh, yeah, those are the sort of three that really uh, sort of stick out for me. Can you tell us how this pandemic has affected you as a person and maybe as your business? Well, obviously, my business has gone down the drain. <laughs> Um, we, uh, we're building this eco-touristic village and we usually sort of pretty much full. And of course, due to COVID, everything stopped. And I actually lost two of my uh, big investors. So um, it, it was really, from a business point of view, it was really bad. From a personal point of view, I actually adored it because I was the only person in this absolutely fabulous, uh, characteristic place with all these beautiful energies in it. So um, I actually was very, very lucky, very blessed. You know, unfortunately, the business wasn't, but uh, hopefully um, we'll be able to uh, regroup and things like that. That's one thing we hope, uh, as me being involved, I have been involved in the travel industry for as an advisor for about seven and a half years and then with COVID shut down the business, but then I switched around. I'm doing these podcasts to keep the dream alive. And I hope that in time the borders will open and people will be able to travel again freely and healthily. I want to know a little bit about more about uh, some of your travels, maybe say, now you talked about Asia and even India, you know, India to me is a fascinating country. I know right now they're going through a little bit of, uh, I shouldn't say a little bit, a big difficult time right now, especially with trying to get everybody vaccinated and even just trying to get oxygen. But can you tell us a little bit about your experience to India and how long you were there for? Um, well, I was actually there nearly for three weeks. Um, what happened was that um, when I had my spiritual awakening, I actually um, met this girl called Samora. 
And um, I also, I had, I've had all sorts of really absolutely incredible experiences. And um, one day I just felt that I needed to go to, to India. I, was, I wanted to go to uh, Sadhguru's ashram. I don't know if you, have you heard of Sadhguru? I haven't heard of it, but I okay. have Basically, he's an Indian yogi, and I'd never done anything like that before. So I called my friend, and she just happened to be free. So we we decided that we would go there, and um, it was an absolutely amazing trip because we met um, we met some of his teachers actually on the plane. So they showed us around, and they were having this thing called Mahasharati, which is a night of um, it's a sort of um, a big sort of festa that goes on all night and uh, they have uh, music and dancing and things like that and they've got this incredible uh, statue of Shiva which is their, their god and um, it's it's really really amazing I mean we we had such an incredible incredible time it was just so characteristic all the different sort of sounds the smells the tastes you know the, the 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 culture it was just a real um sort of exciting place to be and uh, so that was in Quambator which is actually down in the south and uh, we did some touring around uh, we went on uh, various um we went on the river and things like that it was just a really sort of um you know different place it's like you know when we walk around, if you go to England or America or Europe or somewhere like that, most places are sort of generally the same. You could sort of miss that you weren't in something, you know, some really different place. And uh, the food and everything was really good. And it's obviously really cheap out there as well. So we went around with the tuk-tuks and, you know, uh, those little things on most scooters. That was really uh, interesting too. I guess what you're saying and what you're finding is um, we all need to get back to our spirituality or find it and uh, maybe it make us all better people with a little more peaceful and a little bit less stressed. Yeah, I think definitely it definitely helps with peace and, and, and less stress. I mean, I know that when I before I was spiritual, um, I was all up and down like a blooming yo-yo. <laughs> and um, after becoming sort of more spiritual, I definitely, uh, you know, calmed down. And when things bad things happen or whatever, I sort of take them better in my stride. But absolutely, because I actually went to India on my own. My friend joined me afterwards, you know, mm -hmm. uh, later on. And then I was on my own again. And, you know, my family were not happy about that. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, you know, as long as you're careful and things, it, it, it's still exciting. And well, it's more exciting even because you meet all these different people because you have to talk to somebody. Otherwise, you just, <laughs> you know, so uh, sitting in the restaurant, you know, you have about 10 people all around you asking what you're doing and stuff. So, um, yeah. It's quite interesting. As a traveler, is there any advice you would give to someone who really hasn't traveled and they're thinking about it? Like, I know we have to wait for the, the borders to open, but pre-2019, say, if someone wanted to travel, would you have any any um, hints or, or tips for them to get them going traveling? Well, obviously, if you wanted to – if you're going to somewhere new – 
I before and now because I've sort of had so much experience, I don't do this. But it's really interesting to you know to to look at before you go, and that's part of the build up as to what you're going to see and things like that. I mean, one of the um, things that I did when I was in Colombia, um, we actually sort of went into these sort of volcano. Th- pits and there was actually loads of mud there so you actually walk down into the mud and you'd be covered in mud and they give you a massage while you were in the mud and then you come out the other end so um you know if I hadn't have known that that would have been there I would have totally missed it mm. and I might have missed one of the best things um, when I was in Lanzarote I did exactly that I went up to the well we uh, went up to the um to see the volcano there's a volcanic park where which has got all these sort of forms of volcanoes Mm. anyway we we went up there with the car and basically we went up and we parked in the car park and we sort of looked around then we got back in our car and walked back (laughs) and came back now what was supposed to happen was we were supposed to stop in the car park get on the bus and the bus would take us around the whole park so we thought that this was pretty disappointing and yeah. afterwards we only realized we stayed in the car park so um, you know it's it's not the, the the best of things so you make these sort of errors if you don't know what you're doing so i would definitely suggest that you know you look up and see what there is because there's so many exciting things to do well, before we end the show here, Mickey, is there anything you would like to let our listeners know what you're working on and maybe what the future might hold? I know the project is on, I guess it's sort of on hold right now um, because of the, the pandemic, but uh, what lies ahead for you? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously the village is still open, so it's abruzzoborgo.com. Mm. Um, so what it is, is it, it's really, really beautiful 20 apartments with a three-sided infinity pool. And so you can sit in the pool and you can actually look down the valley for maybe about 50 miles. It's one of the most beautiful places. Um, So if you have a look at the website or at the Facebook and the Instagram, you'll see these amazing places. So people can come over even now. Uh, So people come over, they're in our self-catering apartments. But what uh, we're going to be doing in September is these retreats. So we have all sorts of different retreats. So we have spiritual retreats. We have wine tasting retreats. um, (laughs) We have um, Italian cooking retreats, all sorts of different ones, which are really interesting. In fact, we even have this incredible canoes that we go down this. It's crystalline river. So you can actually see all the way to the bottom. It's incredibly, incredibly beautiful. And so we've got all sorts of adventure retreats and things like that. So that's what we're doing uh, in the the near future. And in the far future, we'll obviously be building more of the village and uh, we're going to be doing uh, all sorts of different new activities and weddings and things like that. Well, what I'll do is I'll share the link on the show notes so that uh, people can check out your website and they can learn more about you. I do appreciate you coming on today. I know that uh, life can keep us busy, but I do appreciate that. And I would like to maybe check in with you in a few months to see how things are going. And uh, maybe the world will be a little bit more open then. And uh, we'll have this vaccine into many arms and the virus sort of stop, we hope. 
Yes, hopefully also because I'm actually doing a, I'm busy filming a TV program at the moment called um, uh, I'm Building a Village. And um, I'm one of the participants who's building a village and there's going to be other people. So that'll be interesting as well. So uh, maybe your viewers might like to watch it when it comes out in the UK um, uh, next year. So that's quite interesting. Well, I will make sure that they're aware of that. I do. I do love watching those shows, you know, like uh, people trying to find a new home, whether it be in in uh, either the Canary Islands, Portugal, Italy, Greece, anywhere in Europe. You know, I find a lot of people from UK when they're getting a little older, they just want to leave Britain and go somewhere in Europe, yeah. whether it be Spain and, and Portugal, and like you said, why not Italy? So we'll look. Yeah, well, actually, to- I. Sorry, yeah, I've actually been on House Hunters twice, and I've also been on Place in the Sun, and I want that house. I've been on about five or six of these programs, so it's quite interesting. Well, maybe that's where I recognize you from, because I watch all those shows, because I do dream I dream of uh, living in every different country, as my wife says to me, you can only live in one place, you can't live everywhere, but... I just think every time I get introduced to a new place, whether I'm visiting it or I've discovered it online or in a book, that's where I want to go. So my journeys aren't done and I'm not settled. I'm still looking for that place. But I do thank you for coming on today and we will keep in touch. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Looking for more travel inspiration? Why not head over to Amazon and search the host Randall McEwen, that is Randall with two L's, last name M-C-K-E-O-W-N and his books, A September to Remember, A Story of Survival While Traveling England, France and Ireland and Having His Passport Stolen in France, Losing His Luggage on His Way from London to Dublin and Then Being Away in Ireland During the Attacks of 9-11. Or check out Gonzalo Guerrero, Travel insights with Randall McEwen as he explores beautiful Cancun, Mexico and the wonderful hospitality of Antigua and Barbuda. Both books available on Amazon. Thank you for listening to Passports and Postcards. Give us a 5-star rating, a great review and subscribe or follow. If you would like to be a guest on the show then send a message to the host Randall McEwen at our randall.mckeown at podvault.ca. That is randall at mckeown at podvault.ca. Never stop dreaming about travel.